This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Hey, hey everyone. Good afternoon and welcome to SaskAg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. Happy to be back in the driver's seat once again, as uh, I was gone yesterday and Friday, is moving into a new house. Want to give a shout out to the people who helped me out with the move, as well as a shout out to my colleague, Tanner Wallace Scripner, for filling in for me. Fine job you did. Here's what we got for today's show. Moose Jaw is home to a new pork processing plant. A market analyst says China is slow buying Canadian canola to start the new crop year. A little bit more on the world market as Sask Wheat dropped its latest outlook for the week and cattle prices dropped last week. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Sask Ag Today, 620 CKRM. This is Sask Ag Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director, Ryan Young. Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Farm Fresh Water, fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. A new pork processing plant has been established in Moose Jaw. The plant plans to process the 200,000 cull sows that are currently exported to the U.S. This report from Kevin Hirsch, Chief Agricultural Editor for SaskAgToday.com. Donald's Fine Foods, owned by Donald Lung and his family, already runs Thunder Creek Pork in Moose Jaw, processing a little over 300,000 market hogs per year. Their second facility is North 49 Foods, developed from the former XL Foods beef plant in Moose Jaw, a 120,000 square foot facility that has been vacant for more than a decade. Neil Kettleson is Industry Relations Manager for Donald's Fine Foods. Donald saw an opportunity for uh, a new plant that would harvest uh, sows. And, and sows really haven't been harvested in Canada to any extent. I mean, this would be the largest sow plant in Canada. Uh, there's about 200,000 that would go uh, into Manitoba to get assembled. And then their final destination would be down in the United States. So a lot of those uh, animals would be transported over 15 hours or about 1,500 clicks for processing. So, you know, diesel economic works for, for us to keep them in the province here. Uh, the producers are obviously going to save lots on transportation. Processing the sows in Canada also prevents border crossing issues, both biosecurity concerns and concerns over border closures that can occur from time to time. North 49 Foods will start this week on a small scale, ramping up over time. We have uh, 42 new Canadians from the Philippines in Moose Jaw right now. And uh, they're being trained, they're uh, going through all the immigration stuff they have to do and all those kinds of things. They're learning about the plant. And, and then we're bringing in more as time goes by. We hope to have about 80 for uh, as a complement for full startup. And then over the course of the next year, they expect to have uh, 200 people in that plant by you know this time next year. 
Together with the Thunder Creek Pork Operation, there will be 450 employees in Moose Jaw. Cull's sows are two or three times larger than market-ready hogs. The sows will mostly be processed into sausage products initially, but other cuts will be investigated. Thunder Creek is the only federally inspected plant in Saskatchewan. With North 49 Foods, there will now be two. At the grand opening last week, Donald's Fine Foods donated $50,000 to the food bank and $50,000 to the Moose Jaw Health Foundation. For SaskAg Today, I'm Kevin Hirsch. You're listening to SaskAg Today on 620 CKRM. Up next is a market analyst saying China being slow to buy Canadian canola in the first three months of the new crop year. We'll have more on that on the other side. Again, you're listening to SaskAg Today on 620 CKRM. We're back with Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch. For Prairie 6 Inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6 Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca And Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit GrowMoreProfit.com. Three months into the current crop year, China is off to a slow start for Canadian canola purchases. Mike Jubinville is a senior analyst with Markets Farm. He anticipates about 7.5 million tons of Canadian canola will be available for export once the domestic crushers have purchased their 10 to 10.5 million tons. Jubinville had penciled in 4 million of those export tons going to China, but we are not, in, we are not on pace rather for that number. China, so far this year, has been oddly sluggish in terms of contracting Canadian canola supply from us. Typically, I I normally expect, starting around June, China contracting for fall delivery significant quantities of Canadian canola for that aggressive fall shipping program. And while they have been buyers, it hasn't been to the degree that we've seen, certainly in years in the past, prior to, say, the, the 2001 drought. The Chinese economy is struggling, and Jubinville wonders if there may be a connection to the slower-than-anticipated canola sales. I do have some questions as to where that Chinese demand is. Is it being diverted from other origin in terms of their acquisitions? Or, you know, there is affordability issues in the broader ag markets, not just in canola, but for all commodities these days with high inflation rates, interest rates very high, and affordability issues in various markets. And the Chinese economy has been in the process of starting to stagnate after two decades of such, you know, rapid and aggressive growth. Is there some affordability issues at work there? And that's a question that we just don't know for sure at this time, but, you know, we'll be watching carefully in the months ahead. Jubinville says after three straight good canola crops, Australia will see reduced production this year. The estimate is between 4.5 and 5 million tons, closer to normal and well below the record 8.3 million tons last year. On the other hand, the European Union is flush with rapeseed, some of it coming from Ukraine. But when I look at where we are in relation to European rapeseed, typically for us to do exports into the European market, we need to be, you know, in a price discount of about $35, $50 a ton relative to European rapeseed futures. But in today's environment, you know, we're pretty high priced. 
And this has to do with uh, sort of the influx that we have seen of uh, Ukrainian supply that was backed up from the start of the war when all their ports were closed for the first part of that war. And then the Black Sea Grain Shipping Initiative came into play and they were able to start shipping some again. We had a backup in the system and then the next crop came on top of that. A good portion of that product is going to the European market and it's provided a, a distressed pricing environment in Europe on the oil seeds. And, you know, that has a spin-off effect into the international market and obviously affecting our canola market as well. The last factor pushing canola lower is the largest speculative investment funds. In the current environment, we've seen spec funds building what is purportedly almost a record large net short position in the canola market. So we pushed this, uh, this is January futures down, uh, you know, we're flirting around this $700 area, which an important area of support technically for this market. If uh, we, you know, convincingly stay below this level, it's, uh, has some near term concerns for the marketplace. And part of that has to do with competition on the export market. Part of that has to do with, we've seen the same price pattern here on world vegetable oil markets. That's a bit of a concern. So now we're looking at cash prices uh, a little bit either side of $15 a bushel in the current market. And, you know, the question certainly now is, what next? He was asked if the canola market has hit the bottom. And so my working theory right now is that I think we are in the bottom end. That doesn't mean we can't test a little lower than $700 futures, which we obviously have been just in the last few days. Uh, but uh, this, to me, suggests we're probably at the lower end of things. So from my perspective, I'm really not interested to be a seller of cash canola at the present time, though admittedly this market hasn't signaled a clear bottom just yet. But I think we are having to recalibrate what our expectations are for this market. I don't think we're going shooting to the top end of what we saw previously at the high end of this rally. So if you're thinking of $18 canola, you know, it's possible if we have a big problem with uh, South American soybean production this fall and going into the wintertime, certainly, or China steps up and buys a whole bunch more oil seeds, including canola, than we expect. But I think uh, we have to recalibrate what we're what we're thinking. So in my mind, in terms of an incremental sales strategy, if we saw another a dollar a bushel bounce in terms of a post-harvest corrective rebound and such, might be where I might consider doing another increment. Mike Jubinville is a senior analyst with Markets Farm. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. Up next is today's Ag Review. You're tuned in to Sask Ag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. New Manitoba Premier Wab Canoe's mandate letter for the province's agriculture minister was made public on Monday. Dauphin MLA Ron Kostishin has returned as Manitoba's Ag Minister for a second term after representing the agriculture portfolio in Cabinet from 2012 to 2016 in the province's last NDP government. The letter includes five specific priorities for Costition. Reinstate unit transfers to the Crown Land Program, while also making leases more affordable to give the next generation of producers a fighting chance. 
to work with the federal government to ensure strong agri-recovery and agri-stability supports to help producers make ends meet while they navigate the impacts of climate change. Keep MASC offices open to give producers the support they need close to home and explore opportunities to bring MASC offices back to rural communities. Work with the Minister of Advanced Education and Training to deliver funding to build a Prairie Innovation Centre for Sustainable Agriculture at Assiniboine Community College and support innovation and research in the agricultural sector, including opportunities to expand regenerative agriculture. Cargo is moving again on the St. Lawrence Seaway, but it could take a week to clear the backlog caused by a strike that's affected customers during the peak grain shipping season. Management of the Seaway and Unifor struck a tentative deal on Sunday, ending the strike that began on October 22nd. Crosby Devitt, CEO of the Grain Farmers of Ontario, says around 6 million metric tons of grain are expected through the St. Lawrence Seaway annually, and he says the delivery of well over 1,000 truckloads had to be cancelled last week due to the strike. The net speculative short position in the ice futures canola market rose to its largest level ever recorded as fund traders put on fresh bearish bets and liquidated previously placed long positions. That's according to the latest Commitments of Traders report from the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission. As of October 24th, the net managed money short position in canola futures came in at 93,603 contracts, an increase of about 22,800 contracts from the previous week, and the largest net short position ever recorded for the commodity in the past five and a half years of available data. The largest net short position in canola futures hit previously was 75,357 contracts in March of 2023. Open interest in the canola market came in at 270,477 contracts, which was down by 32,495 contracts from the previous week. At the Chicago Board of Trade, fund traders moved back to the long side of the market in soybeans, moving from a small net short of about 3,400 contracts to a net long of around 6,800 contracts. Climate Fieldview, Bayer's digital agronomic platform, and Combine have announced the next phase in fully integrating the two platforms for clients. For the first time, customers in both the U.S. and Canada will be able to connect their agronomic data in Fieldview to their marketing data in Combine, enabling them to make more informed decisions. Combine is a crop marketing record-keeping and decision-making support tool that consolidates key information related to grain storage balances, contracts, deliveries and settlements across multiple buyers, and net overall marketed positions per crop. Bayer says that FieldView allows farmers to collect and analyze data from seed to harvest so they can better understand crop input performance and overall yield results. The addition and integration of Combine means that customers will have the option to transfer seeded acres and yield metrics from FieldView to Combine without needing to export, upload and enter their data twice. And that's today's AgReview. 
I'm Doug Falconer. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, a mainly cloudy sky with winds from the southwest at 20 kilometers an hour. High of minus 1, but with the wind, it'll feel like minus 15 and then minus 7 later on today. Tonight, mainly cloudy. Southwest wind again at 20 kilometers an hour, then becoming light. Low minus 11. Tomorrow, cloudy with winds up to 15 kilometers an hour. High of minus 1 again with the wind chill. Minus 18 in the morning, then minus 5 in the afternoon. The low, minus 9. Thursday, part the cloudy. High of 0, the low minus 7. Friday cloudy, high of minus 2, again the low 7. Saturday cloudy, high of minus 2, the low minus 7 for the third time. Sunday cloudy again, high of minus 4, low minus 8 this time. And a cloudy sky for Monday, high of minus 2. Normal highs for the period are 4 degrees. Normal lows minus 7. Sun rose at 747 this morning. The sun will set at 536 uh, this evening or late this afternoon, whichever you prefer. Taking a look around the province in Estevan, minus 8. They're also the provincial cool spot. Swift Current is at 0. Saskatoon, minus 3. Weyburn, minus 6. And Yorkton, minus 7. The warm spot in Saskatchewan is in Maple Creek at 4.1 degrees on the positive side. In Regina, mostly cloudy. South southeast wind at 22 kilometers an hour. Humidity at 75%. Temperature, minus 6 degrees or 22 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 102.6 and falling. In Moose Jaw, mostly cloudy. South-southwest wind at 30 kilometers an hour. And the temperature, minus 2. Again in Regina, mostly cloudy. South-southeast wind at 22. Temperature, minus 6 degrees. Back in a moment. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Sask Egg today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. Patience will be important for those with good quality Durham wheat. Turkey has been able to supply the European market this fall, but the question is for how much longer? Michael Wilton is an analyst with Mercantile Consulting Venture. He explains why Turkish Durham has been a factor this fall. The dramatic change in exports is driven by a combination of factors, including a good crop, wheat currency, aggressive selling at harvest, and government policy. Turkey has already exported approximately 1 million tons of durum, leaving them about two to 400,000 tons remaining to export. We expect Turkey will be out of durum exports in December-January timeframe, which should then have buyers looking for additional Canadian durum supplies. That Canadian Durham will likely be blended into poorer quality crops from other countries. While crops in North America were generally of good quality, significant volumes of the crops in the EU, Kazakhstan, and Russia were impacted by rain at harvest time, which caused sprouting. This increases the need for high-quality imports to be blended with the sprouted grain. 
On the wheat side of the equation, just under 444,000 tonnes of Canadian wheat was exported in shipping week 12 for a season total of 4.6 million tonnes. This remains 10% ahead of last year's pace, but the gap narrowed by another 4% over the week. Deliveries were in line with exports, allowing visible stocks to remain steady. The export pace will continue to slow, however. We expect Canadian exports will be about 9% lower than last year. Wilton provides this overview of the wheat market. We expect prices to be lower as pressure continues from the U.S. corn harvest, but further forward, we see firmer levels when the harvest is in the bin. Weak local currencies will keep prices low for the present, while the Russians continue to be aggressive sellers of wheat. World events are extremely volatile at present and suggest a degree of caution. We note, however, that we have a short crop in Canada and prices don't carry any war risk premium. We are 60% sold and would hold additional sales for now. Michael Wilton is an analyst with Mercantile Consulting Venture and his comments come from this week's Sask Wheat Market Outlook and Price Report. You're listening to Sask Egg today. Up next is the latest cattle market update. You're tuned in to Sask Egg today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies. Small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Prices for all feeder steer and heifer weight categories are down, according to the latest cattle market update from Canfax. Provincial cattle specialist Fonda Froats has the prices for the week ending October 27th. Saskatchewan feeder steers range from 493.82 per hundredweight for the three to 400 pound steers, and down to 295.50 per hundredweight for the 900 plus pound category. Prices declined for steers between 409 per hundredweight and as much as $21 per hundredweight, which was in the lighter three to 400 pound steers. Average prices for Saskatchewan heifers range between 386.05 per hundredweight for the 3 to 400 weight heifers and down to 285.17 for the 800 plus pound category. Heifer categories declined from between 103 and as much as 31.30 per hundredweight compared to the prior week. The largest decline was in the lightweight 3 to 400 pound heifers, while the least impacted were the heavier 800 plus pound heifers. Broats outlined the factors affecting the feeder markets. The calf and feeder markets had some challenges last week with prices down across all those categories. Uh, these auction volumes are historically large. We've seen weakness in the futures market and poor weather, which all contributed. We may also be seeing those forward sold calves starting to enter the feedlots and then further pressuring the prices. Despite challenging weather last week, Froat says the number of cattle sold at auction in Saskatchewan remained high. The volume of Saskatchewan feeder cattle sold at auction increased over the prior week. Canfax reported 48,657 heads sold over the week ending October 27th, compared to 41,840 the week before. Regarding prices for market-ready cattle, the price for Alberta-fed steers averaged 232.83 per hundredweight for the week ending October 27th, and this is just two cents below the previous week. 
and prices for Alberta cows on October 27th were mixed compared to the 20th. D2 cows increased on average 154 from the previous week to average 135.83 per hundred weight, while the D3 cows were down 51 cents from the prior week, ending the week at an average of 122.35 per hundred weight. Fonda Froats is a provincial cattle specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture with this week's cattle market update for the week ending October 27th. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. Up next is the market update. Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. Looking for the perfect vehicle? They'll find a match that exactly fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. Grain prices at Viterra were mostly down in early trading today. Canola is up $1.90 at 6.4082. Number one red spring wheat is down $2.07 at 3.2836. The rest were unchanged. Durham at 473.72, feed barley 277.58, chickpeas 12.1253, flax 641.04, lentils 787.50, oats 289.32, yellow peas 399.89, and feed wheat 235.46. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December is down five cents to seven dollars and twelve and three quarter cents a bushel. Coming up on the other side is the Livestock Report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now here are the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of October 31st. Our last regular sale was on October 25th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.25 to $1.52. D3 cows sold from $1 to $1.25. Counter cows sold from $0.80 cents to $1. Heiferettes sold from $2.15 to $2.42. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.48 to $1.61. We had a pre-sorted Angus calf sale here on Monday. 300 to 400 pound steers averaged $4.61 and sold up to $4.80. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged $4.00. And 38 cents and sold up to $4.56. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $4.19 and sold up to $4.56. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $4.06 and sold up to $4.24. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $3.81 and sold up to $3.99. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $3.65 and sold up to $3.94. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $3.57 and sold up to $3.71. And 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $3.34 and sold up to $3.65. Depending on the weight, heifers were 60 to 80 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a load of 430 pound black steers at $4.56 a pound, two loads of 500 pound black steers at $4.24 a pound, a load of 500 150-pound black steers at $3.99 a pound, a load of 600-pound black steers at $3.79 a 
$3.79 a pound, and a load of 650-pound black steers at $3.68 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices, too. The latest pork prices are at $192.80 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Cargo is moving again on the St. Lawrence Seaway, but it could take a week to clear the backlog caused by a strike that's affected customers during the peak grain shipping season. Management of the Seaway and Unifor struck a tentative deal on Sunday, ending the strike that began on October 22nd. Crosby Devitt, CEO of Grain Farmers of Ontario, says around 6 million tons of grain are exported through the St. Lawrence Seaway annually, and he says the delivery of well over 1,000 truckloads had to be cancelled last week due to the strike. On the markets, the TSX is up 55 points at 18,912. The Dow is up 81 points to 33,010. Oil is down $1.07 at $81.24 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 72 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Sask Ag Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's going to do it for Tuesday's edition of Saskag Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.